Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and uh, welcome to <clears throat> the broadcast. We are waiting for Miss uh, Ernestine Howard to come on. She is going to be doing the Sunday School lesson for today. Sunday School lesson for June the second, twenty. June the 6th, rather, which will be tomorrow, 2021, with the subject of no words. And the printed text will be coming from Matthew, the 6th chapter, the 25th through the 34th verse. Uh, that will be the Sunday School lesson for June the 6th, 2021. No worries. Um, <clears throat> devotional reading will come from Ezekiel, the 34th chapter, uh Verses 11 through 16. The background scripture will become from Matthew, the sixth chapter, uh, 19th through the 34th verse. Um, uh, the 32nd and the 33rd verse. Uh, for all things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 33. Um, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. <clears throat> Antioch Missionary Baptist Church, Fortified Church Street, uh, Peter Martin, Tone Springs, Alabama, 36471. Our telephone number, 251 564 2171. The church where everybody is somewhere in Christ is here with Reverend Wade and Oliver's our pastor. This is George Oliver's our first lady. Uh, Sunday school is uh, usually at 9.30, but we have been doing it during the, the pandemic um, on uh, Facebook and and posting it to our church um, uh, Facebook page. We are, are waiting for Ms. Um, Ernestine Howard to call in to do the lesson. She should be calling in uh, in a few minutes. But uh, we are going to uh, go to some uh, music and uh, play some music for you uh, while uh, uh, Miss uh, Howard is coming on. So stay with us. She should be coming on here uh, in a few few minutes. Good gospel music coming your way here on How's It Running Gospel, Blog Talk Radio.
Hey, good evening. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Okay. Well, we are ready to go whenever you get ready. Um, okay. I'll, I can uh, go ahead and introduce you, and then uh, you can take it from there. Okay. Sounds good. I'm ready. Okay. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, whatever time it is, wherever you are. I'd like to welcome you to the Sunday School lesson for Sunday, June the 6th, 2021. With the subject of no worries from the printed text would be Matthew, the 6th chapter, the 25th to 34th verse. Uh, Sister Ernestine Howard will be our instructor for today. Welcome, Ms. Howard. Uh, so good morning. Good morning, Deacon uh, Howard. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, a little bit rough, but God's still good. <laughs> all the time, all the time. Yeah. So I would take it from this uh, top here, uh, and thank you for the introduction for our lesson. So uh, we're coming from the summer quarter 2021. It's unit one, so we're starting over the first unit. It says, Jesus teaches about faith. Now, that is a huge subject, and we all know about faith. And if we don't, we need to get to know about faith, because faith is what's going to see us through these turbulent times. So we're in Lesson 1, June 6, 2021, devotional readings coming from Ezekiel, the 34th chapter, the 11th through the 16th verse. Our background scripture comes from Matthew, the 6th chapter, the 19th through the 34th verse. And, of course, our printed uh, passage for today is Matthew, the 6th chapter, and the 25th through the 34th verse. And our key verse for today is, it says, your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And this is Matthew, the sixth chapter, and it's 32nd B, it's the uh, 33rd verse, King James Version. And our large subject, as Deacon Howard says, and no worries, no worries. So if we have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, we should not have any worries. So our lesson aim today is as a result of experiencing this lesson, the participants will be able to do these things. One, contrast Jesus' teaching about worries with their own anxieties. And then two, it says appreciate God's care for everything in nature. And the last aim, it says, embrace the opportunity to trust God in everyday life. So that is a thing that we need to do. We have got to trust God. No matter what our circumstances or our situation, we need to have faith and trust God for everything that we encounter. And we have some key terms here. It says arrayed, which means to uh, have put on a clothes or decorate or dress. And then knows is the second key term. It says uh, is aware. And then the third one, it says life. Of course, it is vital to breath. If we breathe in, we know we still have life to breathe. And of course, it's the human soul. And then the fourth one, it says observe. It says to learn thoroughly, examine carefully, and consider. And then we have the fifth one, it says so, mean to spread or to scatter. And the last one, it says worry, to be anxious. To care for, take thought. And then those are our key verses for this lesson today. And then we go over into so why this lesson of faith matters. It says life uncertainties can lead people to worry about how 
to obtain their basic needs. Whom can we trust to meet all our needs? The Gospel of Matthew presents our servant of God as the one who is completely able to supply our needs. Let me read that again. The Gospel of Matthew presents our servant of God as the one who is completely able to supply our needs. And then we look at to the focus of our lesson today. It says, sooner or later, personal economic uncertainties. As a result of the world's economic poor decision-making, inedible misfortune, our community supplies and demand, most people will experience some kind of financial setback or inconvenience. Materialism is one of the hallmarks of modern living. Too often, people pursue money and possessions above all things that matters most. Rather than focus on spiritual development, healthy living, and meaningful relationships, many go to a greater length buying or even stealing things that they cannot afford and do not need, simply so they can impress others. So none of us in the Christian uh family or religious family need to know, want to be able to try to impress our brothers because that cannot get us into the kingdom of God. It says, to pressure to keep up with the Joneses and to be impressive only add to the stress of modern living. This tendency to get caught up with the relentless pursuit of superficial images can cause worry and insecurities regarding the practical necessities of life, such as food, clothing, and houses. Despite our notions of self-sufficiency, no one can build a family or a livelihood without the assistance of or of the help of others. Those who are not focused on the Lord as their true source can be overwhelmed by the busyness, hustle, and grinding. If you have lost sight of what is most important in life, now is the time to regain your, then we go on into our lesson in context. It says, Jesus used his teaching to shift the ancient understanding of riches from strictly temporal to those that are eternal. And we can see this in, as we go into our lesson, starting verses 19 through 20. It says, this deeper understanding would create a lasting change in the lifestyle of, of Jesus' followers for the centuries to come. That since the eyes regulate the emotion of the human body, Jesus challenged disciples to keep their eyes focused on the kingdom issues. Keeping a steady focus on a greater calling of God would alleviate the desire to worry over temporal things of this world. The word mammals, it says, it translates into the Arabic term as the note for wealth. It represents more than the possessions of money. It also includes the idea of substantial wealth that would be regarded by others as an extension of one's success. Jesus presents four arguments emphasizing the futility of greed for material gain and highlights the power of divine providence. The first one, how God provides for the birds. And then two, it says, trust in God is more life-giving than worry. And then three, it says, trust in God for our daily needs. And then the fourth one, it says, a lack of trust 
and God is living as if we do not know God. And that is a sad day for us to, for those of us that do not know God. But Jesus does not say, be like the birds, but rather the birds. The nature, the natural order provides a mean to reflect upon God's providence without necessarily representing a role model for human behavior. Other scripture passages highlight the human obligation to engage in productive work. And we can find this in the Second Thessalonians, the third chapter, and the tenth verse. So let's look at the exploration for this lesson. It's very kind of focused and very poetic. It says, as Christians, we have learned that distrust of God's providence is counterproductive to our faith and work for God. Fear and worries are equivalent to doubt. Although God commands us to be diligent in our work, we must understand that living by faith requires us to abandon doubt, fear, and worry. The more we trust God to supply our needs, seeking his will and direction, the deeper we grow in our understanding of his provision for us. We are blessed when we order our lives according to his divine priorities, seeking God first and trusting him to supply all our needs. Worry decreases as we focus on God and the things that pertain to his kingdom. So that is the exploration for this lesson this week. So as we go on and go into our commentary on Matthew, the sixth chapter, we start with verse 27, and it reads thusly, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. That was verse 25. And then verse 26, it says, Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather unto barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? That's a big question there. And then verse 27, it says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic unto his stature? So let me read 27 again. It says, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic, cubic unto his stature? And let's look at the explanation for those uh, three verses there. It says, Jesus intentionally addressed believers' tendencies to live in anxiety. His message was to those in every income category who were prone to faithless worry. Many of those in Jesus' original audience were devout, devoted to the labor-intensive work to meet their basic family needs. Jesus began his discourse with a strong call to abandon worry. To take no fault is, a critic, is not a criticism of wise plan or thoughtful foresight. This can be seen in First Timothy, the fifth chapter, and eighth verse. And in Proverbs, the 6th chapter, the 6th through the 8th verse. And also the 30th chapter and the 25th verse. It says, but of anxiety over daily needs and stressful thinking. Since God is the provider of human life, what shall 
what shall we not trust him in doing well to provide the things which are necessary for our living? Given that God provides substance for the birds that have no ability to sow, reap, or store, consider how much more humans who have been provided with these abilities can trust in their heavenly Father. So just think about what he has done for the birds. He would do even much more for us. It says the food is a necessity of life, yet even here God controls it. So as a child grows into maturity, depending on parents for uh, support and substance, we must, so must we, as children of God, depend on our Heavenly Father to provide for us. It says a cubic is a measure of about 18 inches from the man's elbow to his fingertip. So while the use of the word stature could refer to the height or weight, it could also supply to one's length of life. That means no matter how much we worry, how many things we do out there in the world, we still cannot add one day to our life because our life has been predestined by God. So there's no need to be worrying over that or having anxiety about it. The anxiety only hinders rather than help our growth. Thus, Jesus teaches that believers must set aside their focus on the basic desires and cravings to seek a bigger purpose and plan of God. And then we move on to the next verses in uh, this lesson, the verse 28 through 30. It says, uh, 28, it says, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. In verse 29, it says, And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So, you know, Solomon was one of the richest kings there was, but he did not compare to what God had done for the birds or the lilies of the field. Just think about that. It says, 30, it says, wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today, which is to say today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So this is telling us that, you know what, the, the lilies of the field, they are so beautiful. They have such an array about them. God created it. But they're here today and gone tomorrow, and this is the way our lives are. So we need to live our lives in the faith that God will take care of us no matter what and have bigger faith, that faith of a mustard seed, size of a mustard seed. And then in the commentary, it says Jesus asks about clothes, and in, in that they often represent one's desire to look good. Jesus used the flowers specifically field lilies as a descriptive comparison to illustrate the looking good does not require stress and anxiety. The same God who adorned the flowers can certainly meet the needs of human creation. The lilies is a beautiful flower, and Jesus noted that even King Solomon noted for his great wealth and his splendor in dress. 
was not arrayed more beautifully than the lilies of the field. No other than could surpass those possessions and adornment. It said the lilies denoted the shortest-lived existence of beauty and yet really displayed the continual need and the purpose of all things temporal. They are for the beauty of one day and the fuel for the next. The O ye of little faith is an expression used four times in Matthew and once in Luke as an encouragement to grow in the faith. It is also a subtle rebuke to seek and to do better for us as Christians to seek God and to do better about our living. Jesus stressed key thoughts through his illustration concerning our existence and relationship with our Father God and in the kingdom of God. Only God has supreme control over all things, great and small. His special love and care for humanity should propel us not to worry, but to worship. Not to worry, but to worship, knowing that God satisfies. We can trust him to give us what we need. So we're thinking about if we stop worrying so much, we may have better health. We may have better uh, prosperity in life because God has all of this under control. And then we look at, uh, go on down to verse uh, Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 31 uh, through 34, and these are the last verses in this uh, segment of Sunday School's lesson. So it reads thus, it says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whether all? Shall we be clothed? Those are big questions. We got to worry about preparing food. We got to eat this. We got to eat that. We need to have this uh, cooked and that eaten. I mean, we shouldn't worry about those things. We wake up in the morning, God will have supply of all our needs. And then in verse 32, it says, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all of these things. And then 33, it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And then the last verse is in verse 34. It says, take therefore no thought for tomorrow, but on tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Suffices unto the day is the evil there are. So we're looking at things that we worry about. It's useless to worry about. So we just need to kind of take that word out of our vocabulary and start to thinking about how we can better serve our Heavenly Father, the creator of all things. So then in the explanation of those verses, it says, it says, verse 31 repeats the thoughts of verses 25 as Jesus stresses the blessings of worry-free living. Jesus speaks to the crowd, raising questions for thought. He was not seeking an answer, but just giving us something to think about related to obtaining food, water, and clothing. The reference to the Gentiles' preoccupation with material things is a direct reference that Jesus' listeners 
would understand as the direct result of not knowing God as the Heavenly Father. In other words, unbelievers, those who do not know God, worry about such things. So therefore, if we do not know God, we're going to worry about what are we going to do for tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to take place tomorrow? So, But if we know God, then we just wake up with a, a brand new breath of fresh air because we know that God's mercies are renewed daily. Every day we wake up to a brand new day and God has planned out our day for us and we just need to put our best foot forward. Believers know that God is the source of all our daily needs. Christ hears who had already given allegiance to God, must continue to seek the kingdom of God by concentrating on spiritual values as opposed to material, earthly ones, and resting their full confidence in God. See, we got to have confidence not in the man in the White House, not in the stimulus check, not in the, the chairs we sit in, the cars we ride in, but have that confidence in God that he will take care of all all of our needs. Our Heavenly Father, who knows our earthly needs, will supply what is necessary. Jesus is not saying that we should not work toward our needs. Now, there again, a lot of people say, well, God's going to take care of us. I don't have to worry about going to my job on Monday morning. I don't have to worry about doing that. I can just sleep all day, and God's going to hand me this and hand me this. It did not say that. It says Jesus is not saying that we should not work to support our needs. So there's, again, referencing Second uh, Thessalonians, the third chapter and the tenth verse. But instead, Jesus is saying that we should seek the kingdom of God first by continually obeying God's purpose for all of humanity. This purpose is expressed in creation to do useful work in the world, giving honor and glory to God. There again, Second Thessalonians, the third chapter, then the 12th verse. Jesus' message is that believers must not spend today worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow will have enough worries of its own. Instead of worrying, trust God to take care of you. So we got to look at this as a whole picture, not just part of the picture. God can do all things, but we just have got to have the faith and trust in God and believe that he will deliver us no matter what our situation. And this concludes our lesson today, and I'm sure Dr. Uh, uh, Deacon Howard will come on and give us some more uh, explanations of our lesson. And next week, I hope he's feeling better, that he can take this lesson back and do what he does best with it, because I cannot do what he do. But thank you very much for listening. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, Ms. Howard. On behalf of all of us at Antioch Baptist Church, we want to thank Sister Howard, Libby Sunday School BTU's instructor and teacher for doing the lessons for us the second week in a row. Next week's lesson, we don't... Uh, I have the books yet, but I still have the big book in front of me of the lesson, uh, next week's lesson, which will be, um, I believe, June the what? Uh, June the 13th. June the 13th. And uh, it's uh, delivered from fear. 
Uh, devotional is going to come from Psalms 107, uh, 23rd through the 32nd verse. Uh, background scripture is going to come from Matthew, the 8th chapter, the 23rd through 27. Mark, the 4th chapter, the 34th through the 41st verse. And Luke, the 8th chapter, the 22nd through the 25th verse. As for next week's lesson, we uh, appreciate you all supporting us here at the church. And uh, Sister Howard, if you don't mind, closes out with prayer. And uh, uh, I've got about another 30 minutes of uh, airtime left, so I'm going to close it out with music after you finish with prayer. Okay, thank you, Deacon Howard. So, dear Heavenly Father, we thank Thee again for giving us the opportunity to come before your uh, throne of grace and mercy, that we know that if we have the faith of the birds and how that you deliver them, that you can most certainly deliver us and from our worries and our anxieties and our fears. And, Father, we know that even though that we feel like the world sometimes is up on our shoulders, that we know who holds the world, and it's you there, Heavenly Father, who ask you to have mercy on the sick and the shut in everywhere. Give our leaders the mindset and the need and the know-how, Father, to lead us in a peaceful, peaceful world that we need to uh, know to put you first, Father, and to give you all the grace and all the glory. These and other blessings we ask in our Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Sister Howard. Well, thank uh, you. And have a good you're, one. You're welcome. Have, have a good Bye-bye. night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, we are going to uh, continue with about uh, 26 minutes of music. And uh, this is from uh, Luther Barnes and the Restoration uh, Worship Center Choir as we close out our program. And we hope that you will be going to church somewhere Sunday and that uh, you have a good day. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch Baptist Church, the Sunday School Lesson, Reverend Oliver, Sister Oliver, and all of the church family at Antioch and Tom Spring. Good night and God bless.
experience with me. Doc McKenzie, Cutie Williams, and Jarrell Small. There's something we want to say today. Lord,
Doctor 